I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. We're recording. We are recording. Recording. Recording in the time of COVID. Yep, COVID-19. So, not quite sure what we're going to call this one. Recording in the time of COVID-19. We're about to be notified that we are going to shelter in place. And Ben's mind is about to explode because he's going to be locked in the house for two weeks. I can't spend a weekend at home, Stephen. I got to go somewhere. This is going to drive me crazy going to drive me nuts too so yeah what are you looking at on your screen what view did you go with uh it's got a big picture of you a, a live Uh-oh. picture and then a little picture of me off the right and then when i talk Why? does it go to the, the little microphone or did you lock me in yeah no the the little phones are going up that i'm talking right. and then when you talk your little phone goes up so if you go to the bottom right and hit change layout and then go to um, sidebar. There's no change layout. On the three little dots? And now there is. I had to click out of something. Yeah, so click the three little dots and go to change layout. Yeah. Sidebar and then or hit spotlight sidebar. Or and then if you choose me, there's an option to pin me. There's a little tack. Wow, you're big. Yeah, You've got a thanks. hell of that. I just meant by picture, you douche. <laughs> God, Steven's freaking flexing on the camera. If you were to walk by my office and be like, what is going on here? This is how we it's a, guys. Thankfully, it's a wall behind you. Thank you, wall. Thank you, wall. Yep. But, so, well, um, Steven, let's let's jump into it. We've, have, we've been an interesting couple of weeks. Yeah, what are we going to get into? You're going to frame this one. This is all you, buddy. I'm going to frame this yeah, well, this is what, I mean, it was something I was thinking about over the weekend, you know. It, uh, I listened to a podcast by a kind of, what do you call it, a psychologist, a mental mental health person, basically, uh, mm-hmm. a public speaker as well that speaks on mental health. And he was talking about what if this whole COVID-19 thing is more of a reality check for people than anything, more of a time for them to stop and reevaluate what they're doing. Like everybody kind of felt, I think, that they needed a slap of reality, and they're getting the slap of reality right now. I mean, they're getting that. So Mm -hmm. kind of talking about that, but then also taking this as a time to reflect on maybe the past year, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and then what you want to change going forward, because I think this does reevaluate, uh, maybe people reevaluate where they're at and some of the things that they really value, right? I mean, people are spending a lot more time with their family right now. They're going on walks and getting outside. There's more people running around the neighborhood, you know, for physical activity, playing board games with their family, you know, dads are home or moms are home or whatever it might be. Uh, so, I mean, having, I'm going to encourage people to have a sit down with your significant other, yourself, whoever you want to be included in your life going forward and say, what is it that I really value and what are the things that I hold important? Um, and then mm-hmm. decide, make some decisions, right? I mean, no time like the present. You've been forced out of your comfort zone right now. You're being forced into change. What do you want it to look like going forward? No time like the present when change is, you know, thrusted upon you <laughs> to, to decide, okay, going forward, how do I want to live my life? So talking about some of that uh, I thought would be interesting and maybe even for ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and how it's been affected. I know you haven't gone to the gym for a week because uh, you can't. <laughs> so I'm sure your your mind is a little stir crazy not being able to have your gym time in the mornings. I hate it. I genuinely, and I'm doing other active things, but I just enjoy lifting weights. I enjoy the, I don't, I never thought I'd say this. I enjoy the community of the gym, the people that yeah. I don't even talk to that I know, but I'm used to seeing every day. And it's like, yeah, I just, I don't even know how to verbalize what I'm missing. And I guess, you know, other people would, are probably missing their office. So they feel the same way about their office, but I work remotely every day. I work so Yeah. Yeah. Not from home. I rarely work from home. So that has been a little bit of an adjustment. I used to work from home, but now I might send the odd email from home, but coffee shops and the fellow co-working space where we normally record is where I usually go. And this is just, uh, it's a hell of an adjustment. I don't know how I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure there's too many people. I mean, again, you're out of your comfort zone, right? Like this is a period of time where people are forced out of their comfort zone. So, and then the other part uh, of this that I thought would be interesting to talk about is in times of strife, hardship, discomfort, how sometimes just going through the action, well, most of the time, just going through the actions, you know, continuing to stick to a plan and a process uh, in mm-hmm. the investment space, we talk about it, right? It's like having a plan, having a process that you follow through the darkest and hardest of times is what makes people come out on the other side and makes them be successful. But I think that applies in more than just finance, right? I think that applies in life. So uh, to come out successful in any area of life, I think sometimes there's going to be periods where you need to go through the actions and just get up, shower, get dressed, and still continue to have your routine or to do those things that you value and find important and go through the actions so that you're not going to miss out later on and you're not going to have to try and rebuild later on when it's mm-hmm. when life gets back to you know quote unquote normal and again reevaluating what normal is for you going forward and what you want it to be so those were my kind of initial thoughts Stephen yeah agreed um, so I feel like where we should start is um, should we give some tips to people that don't work remotely should we talk about that talk about how to can. sort of uh yeah, I mean, I, I got a, I got a little document I put together. You see, I'm showing you on my. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, so, so we've been um, we've obviously, SYPs had to cancel our event this week. Um, yeah. So I've been we're, we're trying to figure out ways that we can stay engaged with people and help people still because we're a community organisation. So one of the things I thought is I put together this little document about how we can, still, just for working remotely, right. So um, the first thing I've got here is set a routine and structure. One of our previous guests, actually, uh, Tim Schustoff, he posted a really, really cool thing last week. I did. He and his fiance are doing it. Daily goals, because they're both working from the same home, right? Um, And he actually posted an update the next day on what they were successful with and what they weren't and reached out to me because he knows our men's group and he's kind of going to join our men's group as well. But he's like, hey, I see you're doing these challenges, these daily challenges with your men's group. Um, you know, how do I get in on that? So I've just started tagging him on it. Um, but I think setting structure and routine, daily goals, weekly goals, you know, things that you still want to get done, accomplished. You've obviously got more time at home. You're not commuting. You're not going to lunch elsewhere anymore. So you've got these extra hours in the day that you could even get yeah. you a project you know, clean out the garage. I'm sitting in my spare room right now. This morning when I got back from going to Deer Park, at a couple hours, I was like, I'm going to clean this up. <laughs> Just going to clear shit out. So I think if you're setting goals and setting structure, so what would normally be eight to four, if you're an eight to four or nine to five kind of job, you can still set that structure and still have the specific breaks. But just make sure you've got something planned for those breaks. You're not just going to the couch or the fridge and, you know, doing nothing. You still want to be. Um, yeah. Well, you can get yeah. outside. Go for a walk. I mean, even if we're in the shelter in place, I'm pretty sure physical exercise was one of the things they deemed necessary. So you just kind of practice mm-hmm. social distancing when you're outside of that, right? We should say we're recording on the 23rd right now. So it'll be interesting to see in a week when this airs where we're at. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so the other thing so I brought I, here is have. Oh, go on. No, you go ahead. Sorry, I'm interrupting. I was going to say have specific places to do specific things. Do not take your laptop and your phone and try and work in front of the TV. Living room is living room, bedroom is bedroom, bathroom is bathroom. Even if it's your dining room table, make sure that you have a workspace and a non-workspace. I think that's really important when you work from home or work remotely. Um, you know, I know when I walk in a coffee shop, get my laptop out, get on the phone that I'm there to work. I'm not there necessarily to socialize. It's the same when I'm at fellow. I think that's important more so when you're at home. If you're not on yeah. any kind of rigid structure with um, where you're available all the time, like if you, our sales support team at Heartland are actually working from home and they have the VPNs and everything set up and the security set up. So they're still taking inbound calls, so they have to be available. So wherever they set up, it, it's not as important, but having a specific space to go and work. And then I've got mock the commute. So if you mock the commute, if you spend 20 or 30 minutes in the car in the morning getting to or from work, yeah, yeah. turn that 20 or 30 minutes into something productive. Walk the dog, get outside and go for a run. You know, do a tread in 20 minutes or knock out 10 push-ups and tag somebody, whatever it is, but take that time. And spend some quality time with family. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. You can take a few minutes yeah. longer to play with your kid in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've got eat proper meals. I know that it's been joked about. I keep seeing these, these memes and everything everywhere. I need social distancing from the fridge and stuff like that. You get bored. You're sitting at, you're, you might fridge. be on a phone call. Your fridge is 20 feet behind you. You you walk out of that room into the fridge and before you know it, you're consuming 500 to 1,000 more calories than you normally would in a day. And yeah. you're either going, <laughs> you know. Well, especially so, if you're married to my wife. Yeah. So can we and talk I mean about that? that? Not in a negative way. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's wife Whoopsie. has been sharing on the Whoopsie. social medias. Yeah, Ben's yeah, wife has been sharing on the social medias all of the food she's uh, making. Dental hygienist. So she's unemployed right now until May 18th. So she has been baking and cooking a lot of food. And it's not all healthy food, but it's all delicious food. <laughs> a lot of carbs. And I can't even come over and eat any of it because of social distancing. We had a uh, vodka penne garlic parm type thing last night, which, by the way, was delicious. <laughs> all the pasta and all the carbs. Ben's just going to Ben's going to need another year of fitness after this. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. Uh, it's going to be twenty twenty point five, and it's going to be get back in shape. Yeah. So this one's kind of controversial on my list, but I've got prevent cabin fever and get the hell outside. Um, Now, I'm not asking you to go outside and be in large groups, but I am saying go for a walk, go out in your yard, do something outside. I don't think that's Vitamin D. Yeah, you're supposed to stay, hunker down, stay in. Um, Vitamin D, notice I said vitamin and not vitamin, like you muffets over here in America. Vitamin. Vitamin. Vitamin D. Get some sunlight on your face. Get some fresh air in your lungs. Nothing better, even if you are getting sick, than some fresh air in your lungs. Did you say muffin better? Yeah. My wife went some of those two muffins. (laughs) You said muffin better. (laughs) (laughs) Muffin better. Nothing better. Nothing. Muffin better. That Scottish accent with the muffins. Yeah, so I've got. Because I'm not touch. sure what this recording is going to sound like. By the way, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we have an excuse, right? We're not allowed to get together. Um, so yeah, keep in touch. So we're doing it right now. We're using video conferencing and talking to each other. I think a lot of people forget that these little phone things do more than text and do more than Instagram and Facebook. There's ways to connect with your family still. I've seen people do virtual happy hours. I've seen people do family get-togethers. Super cool to see that people are doing that. Um, I would actually suggest that some people are in more contact with the outside world and their family and their friends now than they were before. Just because that's probably true. when you can't do it, it seems so prevalent, right? And then this one's kind of self-serving, but I don't care. Get your phones 
listen to some podcasts, listen to some audio books, listen to some music. You know, you can get caught up on our back catalogue if you want. Listen to some of the nonsense Ben and I have talked over the last year, year and a half. And I think it's a great time now to sort of uh, listen to some self-development things. Reset, you know, are you where you want to be? You've talked about this. We're probably going to go into more detail on this, Ben, on your notes. But have a look at where you're at. When things are back to normal, do you want normal to be the way things were three weeks ago or do you want to come out of this better with more um, insight and more, uh, we'll call it, knowledge about yourself? What are you learning about yourself just now? So those are the, mm-hmm. those are my little lists that I've put together. We're probably going to email them out for SYP. We'll make them SYP relevant. And I'll even add to that, and it was something that came out of yesterday's kind of podcast I was listening to, is the idea of social distancing, right? But maybe you need a little social distancing from Facebook or Instagram too. Get off social media, right? Don't get sucked into that hole of social media when you're working at home because I've seen a lot of people, especially with this whole virus thing, that are mm-hmm. – it almost is just building upon and building upon and building upon, you know, it's like when you're with somebody who's hypersensitive and hypertensive, you become a little more hypertensive, right? And then it's almost like a virus. Social media is like a freaking virus, right? So it's like this fear provokes more fear, provokes more fear. And it's not necessarily healthy. So maybe distancing yourself even from social media during this time, if you're someone who's struggling with anxiety or depression or something like that, it's like, uh, let me just tell you, Social media is not going to help with it. But also, if you're someone that's on social media and you're inciting that type of fear in people, stop. I hate, I mean, I was yeah. joking around yesterday with our neighbor. I was like, the funny thing is everybody thinks they need to repost the news. We all know where to go find the news. There's Google. I can find the news if I want it. I don't need to even put out there how many cases of coronavirus. I know where to find it. Okay, Mr. Joe Blow, we don't need you posting that. Okay, right? I don't want to be scrolling through there yeah. seeing everybody's posts about coronavirus. Because guess what? I can find it if I want to. What I want to see is a picture of you and your kids out on a walk or you guys playing a board game or something like show something. Be positive. No more of this hubbub negative crap. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, uh, I can't agree more. You know, it's, one of, it, it's really interesting that I probably realize now I had a social media problem before this. I'm on social media less now than I was three weeks ago because I don't want to see this shit. I know, to your point, Jay Inslee's going live at 5.30 today. That's the governor of Washington State for anybody outside of Washington State that didn't know that. Um, He's probably going to lock down our whole state beyond home deliveries and takeaways and all that BS. um, He's going to just say all businesses that are non-life sustaining are going to be shut down now. We're going to follow Pennsylvania, California, we're now in a, I forget the actual name for it, but, but stay Shelter home. Shelter in place. Shelter in place. Stay home. Only leave the house if you're going for food or you're It's groceries or, and, yeah. Yeah. And it's, guess what? You, you don't need to be on the news. I've said that for a long time. How many times have I said, don't watch the damn news? It's depressing. It ruins your day. You know what? I'm going to bring something up that's a little weird. And Go for it. So, and if I can find it on my phone, I'll tell you what it is. But there was a piece of legislation that was revoked in 2013 that prior to 2013 disallowed the government using taxpayer dollars and things to disseminate information through the news. So now with the revocation of that piece of legislation, they're able to essentially do marketing through the news. And if they have an agenda, they can push that agenda through news sources. It was the Smith Month Act, I think, that got revoked, is what it was called, in 2013. Mm. And uh, so I was, I got to research it a little more. But I mean, if anybody knows anything about it, that'd be interesting to have you speak. If we have an attorney that can speak on that, Patrick, maybe. Like, what was this piece of legislation that was revoked that people are telling me now is uh, allows the government to uh, to push their agenda through the news channels? But also mm-hmm. the news, like I tell all my clients, it's like the news is paid to get eyes, right? They are paid by advertisers. The more eyes they get, the bigger their ad dollars are. So they're not paid to necessarily tell you the truth. They're paid to get eyes. So don't they necessarily want to believe. Sensationalize everything. Yeah, every, everything. It's Patrick texting. Is it's funny you just mentioned him and he texted. 
and it's a funny one. Yeah. As you get the message, he takes their group. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I mean, just news in general, stay away from it. And I, I agree with you. Just there's, if they want to get an agenda out, they'll get an agenda out. You're going to hear about things, whether it be on Facebook or somebody calling you or texting you. So, you know, checking, this is the other thing, and, and I can say this, Ben can, checking your 401k in the stock market every hour to see what it's at. Yep, we're talking about Patrick I, again. I can say that. Guess yeah. what? It's in the toilet. It's probably going to stay in the toilet until we see light at the end of the tunnel of this. Um, and if you're checking your stocks and 401k every few minutes or every hour and then talking about it, you're really just doing yourself a disservice. That's not good for your own mental health. No, it's not. I mean, because it, it, what bearing does it have on how you're actually going to live your life at this point in time, right? It's not money that you need for a long ways down the road. And if it is, you shouldn't be experiencing the full brunt of the market. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, don't – what's the line going around? I think I've said it to you already. Don't touch your face or your 401K. <laughs> but just keep your hands off. Yeah. So here's something I want to just kind of put out there, and I'm really not – so it's it's kind of interesting to me um, that from a federal level we haven't seen more measures disseminated down to the states where it's like, hey, we're going to pull funding on this if you don't get in line with what this state's doing, right? I think I'm also of the opinion that what's coming this afternoon when we do go full lockdown – that needs to happen nationwide. All this half measure and relying on people doing the right thing. History shows that humans are fucking idiots. Sorry if you don't think you are, but history has shown that humans are idiots. And if we rely on them doing the right thing, often it doesn't happen. There's a split. You have people that try and do the right thing and you have people that don't do the right thing. And rarely yeah. do they, are they able to see each other's point of view. And here's another point kind of on this since we're talking about it. Being a social justice warrior on Facebook and telling somebody they're an idiot is never going to change their mind, whether you think you're on either side. So if you think it's a big hoax and we shouldn't do anything, you do you. If you think everybody that thinks that is an idiot, you do you. But trying to get them to change their mind by calling them a moron or something worse doesn't get us anywhere. What we need to do is say, hey, have you looked at the science that says this? Have conversations instead of just abusing each other. Because I'm sick and tired of seeing that, both sides. And I think some of us, and I'll put my hand up to this, three, four weeks ago, was like, oh, nothing's going to come of this. I'll admit to being wrong. I'll admit to the fact mm -hmm. that, you know, here, the UK, Italy, it's bad, all right? And, yeah, we might not get sick. I might, I haven't been sick yet, knock on wood. Um, but it doesn't mean that I can't carry it. It doesn't mean that I can't make someone that I care about or someone that someone else cares about really sick and maybe they die. So I think that's where we have to be here. Not uh, Again, I don't want to pontificate or, or be that social justice warrior that's telling everybody what to do. I'm just saying that sometimes you got to kind of take a step back and go, all right, is staying in my house for a week or two really that bad if there's a chance that I can save some people? And Mike Ross, no, again, another one of our guests, yeah. another one of our guests, he, when he was talking about the NCAA tournament being cancelled, he said Mark Few, the head basketball coach at Gonzaga, said exactly that to his kids, the, the players there, where they were all disappointed and they were saying, well, why couldn't we just play behind closed doors and this, that, and the next thing? And he said, hey, look, if these measures save one life, then it's worth it. So that's kind of where we have to look at it. It's not that you're less susceptible and people are more susceptible and other people because they're old or sick or whatever should not be where they, where they want to be or whatever. It's just look after you, but also look after you with a view to looking after other people. Hunker down, mm -hmm. do what's right. And when we come out on the other side of this, if the numbers aren't as high as they're being projected, that's a win as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So. No, I think you're yeah. right. Okay. So to our conversation around reevaluating kind of where you're at and then what you want your life to look like going forward. I mean, I, so I would tell him, Lauren, I was like, I've already learned something um, out of this, just, just that I will be implementing 
from a more monetary fiscal type of stance, right? It's like I have most of my money is in the market, you know, and I have fixed costs. And I never really thought there would be a time where I'd experience a pay drop as large as I'm experiencing uh, my wife being unemployed. Uh, and then we just did a remodel on the house. So I wrote a big check for that as well. So cash reserves were down. So I was like, I never, you wouldn't think that all three would hit at once. Luckily, we still have enough cash to get by for months. I'm not worried about that. You know, if it continues, that'd be obviously a different story since my job's had the market, especially. But what I had learned was like, you know what? I'm going to double or triple the amount of cash reserves I normally have going forward and certainly focus on uh, paying things down or off. Um, you know, I think a lot of mine has been math-based in terms of I'm like, well, if I can borrow with three or four and pay off, you know, and get historically, you know, seven or eight on my money, that's a good arbitrage opportunity. I'm making money. And yeah, that's true from a mathematics standpoint. Uh, but it's also a little little scarier when push comes to shove in reality, right? So, I mean, mm -hmm. for me, that's one of the things that I've learned is like, okay, I'm going to be changing <laughs> how I, how I uh, keep cash on hand. Yeah. Um, can I ask you to do something? Well, you can ask me to do something. doesn't mean I'm going to do it. As you're moving around... The sound in my ears isn't so good. If you put your phone on speaker and hold it here, the way I'm showing you, I bet it sounds a buttload better. Are you sure it sounds a buttload better? That sounds a million times better. Now press speaker on your screen so you What's can that? still hear me. Exactly. Press speaker on your screen and put it back where it was. It sounded so much better because you're scratching on your beard and you're holding it against your face. So much better. So much better. And you can hear me now, right? Well, I could already hear you. Yeah, you sounded awful. When you hear the difference after I've edited this, you're going to like this. So this is how we're going to talk for the rest of this. This is what you get when you use broken headphones, Ben. They're just old. Yeah. So, um, no, I agree. I think a lot of people are probably having that wake up. I think where, <laughs> and we know some people in this situation, People that are leveraged, people that are maybe trying to cash flow some things here, um, have a lot of decisions to make. A lot of landlords have decisions to make, right? Are you willing to extend yeah. grace to hourly paid workers that maybe aren't getting paid right now at the risk of pissing yeah. the bank off? And is the bank willing to work with you and press pause for a month or two? Um, and if they're not, it might be time to work with a bank that is. You know, I think there's a, there's a lot of grace to be had here for businesses that are willing to work with their customers. Um, so, I don't know what my suggestion would be here um, in terms of, you know, how people should diversify. I'm lucky. We'll call it luck. Call it foresight. I know I told you six to eight months ago I was planning on stockpiling cash for some event in the market that's going to happen. Did not think it was going to be this drastic. I was thinking like a 10% discount on stocks. And right now if I jump in, I'm looking at 50 to 60% discount on a lot of stocks. And we're not even at the bottom yet. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, 50 or 60. But, well, and, and, and as long as you jump in, there's the other part, right? You got to jump in. At the right time. At the right time. Um, um, but another thing yeah. I've been thinking about with this, too, is this, I'm not talking just necessarily financial. Even, you know, it's like a lot of people are at home right now with their kids because they're out of work, right? So it's even reevaluating. It's like, man, does mom or dad want to stay home with a kid going forward now at this point, right, and having those types of conversations? Or, man, I feel so much better being off of work and not at work wow, maybe I need to look at a new job when all this comes back, if I can find one. So, or does I, I mom and dad want to throttle their kid? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Mom, does mom, does and mom or dad, dad want to murder their kid? <laughs> yeah, well, that could certainly happen too, you know. But, I, I mean, there's some serious, I think, decisions and things that can be looked at right now um, that you're getting an opportunity to really kind of a forced reset almost. Say, what, what do you want mm -hmm. life to look like now going forward, right? Like, Stephen is going to be in his house for a couple of weeks, and his roommate will probably have to be there, too. It's like, 
how'd that go, Steven? Do you really want to continue living like that? Or do you want to go buy that house that you've talked about? You know, certain things might change. So I'm just encouraging people to evaluate where you're at. Take some time to think about the things that you really value. What are you enjoying about this time that you have this slowdown in life? And what are the things that you're not enjoying that you do value outside of your home and family that you really might want to focus or change or adapt or whatever going forward? And then devising a plan saying, hey, you know what? Like for me, again, going back to the cash reserve, I want to have three times what I had before. Okay, that means over the next year, I'm going to stockpile this amount out of each paycheck going forward so that I can assure that I have that cash reserve uh, that's more than I normally would in the future. So, and then developing Mm -hmm. the plan and being ready to execute on it when we come back out of this, because we're going to come back out of it. I mean, we're going to come back even stronger just just because that's who I think we are. That's the human race, right? You get knocked down, you get a bruised, bumped, broken bones, going to come back stronger. Yeah. Agreed. I think, well, I mean, we're seeing, this is a global thing, right? And I think that's what a lot of people forget. You know, the people that are uh, on one side of the fence here where they're saying, oh, this is all an overreaction, so on and so forth. I think what people don't realize is that this is a global issue. Global issue. Why couldn't I say that? That was hard. Um, it's a global a issue in that, a global muffin you know, issue. if you've traveled outside the U.S., if you've traveled to major metropolitan areas where there's tons of people, uh, if you're in regular contact with people that are in that high risk factor, whether it be working in the health industry, whether it be grandparents, uncles, aunts, whatever, there's just this, you have to be mindful of the fact that there's so many ripple ripples in the ocean, right? It just, you don't know who you're breathing on, who you're touching, that's then going and breathing on and touching someone else. And that's all we know right now is wash your hands, um, <laughs> wash your hands a lot, and stay away from people. Those are the only two things we can do that are within our control to affect this thing. So those are the two things that we should be doing. And I keep coming back to mm-hmm. that, but I mean, it's true, right? No, it is true. I mean, that's, well, it's funny. Somebody was saying, it's like, it's funny. It took an event like this to encourage people to wash their hands. It's like, come yeah. on guys, wash your hands. Well, you've been in a bar with me and I've come back from the bathroom and gone, well, I was stood there taking a piss and the guy next to me finished first and walked right out without washing his hands. Walked out the cubicle after taking a dump, didn't wash his hands. I mean, it boils my piss when I see it. I'm like, I watch yeah. what they're doing. I watch what they're touching afterwards. I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere near them. That's filthy. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. It's disgusting. I always use a towel to open the door or anything like that, just because I am a little bit of a germaphobe in that regard, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just disgusting. So yeah, I, uh, disgusting. I watched a movie over the weekend. Can you guess which one? It's made it to the top 10 on the Netflix yeah, a movie over the weekend. Can I guess which one? Die Hard? No, it's super relevant to what we're talking about. Pandemic? No, Outbreak. Morgan Freeman, Dustin that. Hoffman. There was the one on, uh, a disease, on Netflix super similar to this, that was like that. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a, 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 what do you call it, a documentary. I watched Outbreak, um, and I guess what I took away from Outbreak was that you're kind of um, unknowingly passing stuff on, like there was carriers and non-carriers. And I was like, yeah, that's the part that I keep coming back to. Um, but also, like, there was parts of that movie that if I'd have watched it six months ago, I'd have been like, well, that's not really realistic, like people trying to escape from the town and stuff like that. But then I read this morning that gun and ammo sales are way up all across the country oh, right yeah. now. People are just, I mean, it's like, okay, I guess it's kind of America, and I'm about to make fun of America, and I apologize in advance if this upsets anybody, but kind of the default response for about half the country is the government's telling me to stay at home. I'm going to go and buy more guns and ammo. They're coming for them next. And it's like, no, they're not, you fucking idiot. Sit back down, shut up. You're going to have to pass an IQ test before you get to vote. That's, That's how I feel about that nonsense. I already think that We've talked about this. I'm not necessarily for taking guns away, but I'm certainly for more gun control 
i.e. make it harder for certain people to own guns and how many guns can people own and so on and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm not opposed to it. We've talked about this before. but And I'm not one of the people that's going to go out and buy more guns. But again, I don't need more guns, so. <laughs> but come um, rob me, I dare you. Yeah. Well, are you going to have to go to your safe and unlock it first? Nope. <laughs> Jim Jeffries, the Australian comedian, does a really good bit on that, by the way. Where say, uh, and that's he, where we'll leave that. Yeah. It's hilarious. I should send it to you. He talks about when somebody breaks into your house and he's like, just wait there a minute. And he goes over and pretends he's opening the safe and he's yelling at his wife, yeah. like, is it, is it 32 to the left or 32 to the right? And he's like, just wait there. I'm going to fuck you up in a minute. <laughs> As he's trying to get his guns out. <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, I'm going to have to watch that. That's funny. It's well, that, that was his it, response to the people who say, I'm a responsible gun owner. I keep my guns in a safe. <laughs> yeah. There's the one that Laura and I were talking about this weekend. Um, there's a fingerprint safe that you can, like, keep by your bed, right, that you can keep your gun loaded in there, too, and your handgun, obviously. And uh, mm-hmm. you just put your hand on it, recognizes your hand fingerprints and all that, and then it opens and you're ready to go. But, but I would think one like that is, it seems logical to me. Yeah, that's great until the true apocalypse you get no power. It's not. You don't have to plug <laughs> it in, dingus. Well, it needs some kind of power to read your fingerprint and open. Battery. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got no power. And it's then not charged. Key. You can use a key if you need to, too. <laughs> so you're back to the same problem. <laughs> no. Assuming yes. If... At the same time of the person's breaking into your house, the batteries go out in your safe, and your key is locked away somewhere, then yes, you are screwed, Stephen. Hey, look, I'm just saying that a baseball bat next to your bed does just as much as a gun would. No, I don't disagree. So would a mace. You need to get some bear mace. Yeah. Just make sure your wife doesn't get a hold of that when you're snoring. Macia was sleeping. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure what that's so going to do in terms of. It's just going to make create more screaming. Yeah. On a side note, this is our second socially responsible um, podcast in as many weeks because we just released our uh, our interview with Dave Mitchell today, which uh, I already got a couple of texts and people like that. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that was if a great one. If you've not checked that out, uh, check him out. Check out the podcast he did with us check out his website theleadershipdifference.com he's on the social medias but so much fun and i'm really looking forward to sort of connecting and and hopefully collaborating with him a little more moving forward i'd like that i'd like to stay in touch with him and have him on every now and again i would enjoy that too i I mean i I think i shared on that podcast too that i've read a lot of different types of you know self-help books are you trying to flex your muscle in the thing or are you just in the camera you were just flexing your bicep. <laughs> it twitches. It's not me. My muscles twitch and cramp up. Oh, my God. That was so douchey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but what I was saying is in that book, it's one of the only books that I've read that I actually felt like the style the things that he was saying that that particular personality trait might struggle with or might excel at were real too. I was like, wow, you hit the nail on the head. I feel like, I mean, I think you felt like that as well too in his book. Yeah. That, you know, he did a really nice job of, of summarizing personality types. Well, there was a point in the podcast where he was basically talking about you and then talking about me and talking about how we're, yeah. how we bounce off each other. And I was like, this is like going to a palm reader and they've kind of done research on you and they're just feeding you shit. But he obviously hadn't. We hadn't spent time with him before that. No, no. And and he kind of hit our personalities on the on the head. We were looking at each other laughing. But I think it's often where people will, people will uh, even people that have known us for a long time will be like, how do you guys do this podcast together? Stop picking your nose. You better sanitize your hands. Don't forget, I, I can see you. 
<laughs> oh, can you see this? Can you see this? You touched your face around your nose. Stop it. But yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of confused as to how our dynamic works until they listen to the podcast or until they're with us in a social setting because we are so different, but we do kind of temper each other fairly well, you know, in, in a bunch of different ways. No, I agree. No, and I thought his, uh, I, I don't know, I just liked a lot of things about it. I liked his book. We should probably get the other book and read that one too. I thought that was good. Yeah, because this one was the power of understanding yourself. But yeah. the other one is the power of understanding other people, I think. Or, yeah. Or, I can't remember um, the names exactly, but it's something like that, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah it wouldn't surprise nice. me. Um, yeah, more people like him <laughs> would be fun to have on too. But yeah, go give that one a listen to if you guys haven't already, because that was a fun one. But uh, anything else you want to add, Stephen? I don't know how long we need to talk today. People are in quarantine. Yeah. Well, I would add that, look, I think it's important that you reach out to people still. I think it's important that you use technology for good things, right? And that can be, you know, someone that you might not normally talk to. Pick the phone up and call them and just say, hey, how are you doing through this? With zero ulterior motive. Um, you might be surprised how professionally it might help you. Um, you know, I've been working through people just saying, hey, how can I help you? And before you know it, you've uncovered needs for them. And still doing business, but in a way that I'm not interested in making money right now. I'm going to be just fine coming through this. I'm interested in helping them help their staff and things like that. So whether that be mm -hmm. a payroll option where I can put them in well, touch with a specialist um, showing value. or setting up online ordering for them for free where, you know, you're only going to pay my cost, but you can go ahead and take online orders and such. That's going to be even more prominent here in the next few days as, as we're uh, in full lockdown. But I think reaching out to someone with a heart to help, and we talked about that with um, Cindy Donahue as well. She asked what my why was, and it's just to help people. And I'm, I'm able to do that. I'm able to really not just, not publicly either. A lot of what I'm doing is in the background. A lot of what I'm doing is kind of, hey, put this link on your website, you're going to be able to process payments, you know, things like that, just to keep people still able to pay bills. I promised everybody that they're not going to have to pay any of the monthly fees that they have for their point of sale, even if I have to eat it, if a company won't look after it. But we've also been assured that as this goes, we're not making any knee-jerk reactions as a company. I would encourage mm -hmm. people to do that independently and individually. This will pass. This too will pass, right? That's that old phrase. This too shall pass. Um, we're going to come out of this stronger. We're going to come out of this better and just keep trying to help yourself and help each other. And I think everything's going to be all right. That's just like, like you're uh, signing offline. Be good to yourselves and each other. Yeah. We've been preaching yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Someone asked about that and I can't remember who it was. Someone asked me about that. Like, why did you say that? And I was like, I said it in the very first one. It was kind of sporadic or sorry. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not sporadic. Unprompted. You just decided to... Unprompted. Just yeah. yeah. And now I say it, it every time. And then I say boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. You just did it once. It was like three or four in. You just went boom. <laughs> I just said boom and you started laughing. So then we started saying it every time. <laughs> That's our sign yeah. off. Um, yeah, what about but, you, Ben? What's your what's your over? What, what would you leave people with if you could give them one piece of advice to get through this? What would it be? Enjoy the quiet, to some degree, right? Like, don't don't be so focused on the things you can't control. Focus on some of the things you can control, and that's, you know, like I said earlier, deciding on what you value and what you want your life to look like going forward. Use this time to be constructive. Maybe you had a business idea. Or maybe you want to start working out, right? It's like take the time to create a plan and then start acting on that plan too. I know for a lot of people, they complain about not having the time to do this, not having the time to do it. It's like, well, now you have it. So are you going to act on it or mm -hmm. not? So I would yeah. say act. Just start doing something. And then get off social media. <laughs> get off social media. Yeah, I, I I never thought, like, 
I do a lot of social media for the podcast. I obviously do a lot of social media for myself. Like I just enjoy sharing things and fun things, right? I, I don't yeah. think I ever really post negative things on social media. So no, now that it's all lying. negative, yeah, but now that it's all negative, I just don't do well with that shit. I don't do well with people talking negatively and being negative. I'm, I don't even know if I'm an optimist. I'm just, uh, I would say opportunist more than anything. I think anytime something's bad, there's opportunity for you to be better. There's opportunity for everybody to be better. There's opportunity to learn and grow. And if that, yeah, agreed. It can be as it can be as simple as reading a book you've wanted to read. It can be watching a documentary you haven't watched, or you know, rather than well, I, relying on CNN, Fox, and CNBC to get your news. How about you actually go and learn a little bit by reading a book or researching on the internet about how viruses actually work versus how some politician that identifies the same as you thinks it works because they've had a briefing from somebody who has an agenda. You wouldn't learn yeah. something. It doesn't need to be about the coronavirus. It can be anything. You've got so much opportunity in spare time right now, extra time. Spend it with family. Eat good food. Do things you've always wanted to do. So, I don't yeah, know. Take some time to watch a movie. Go mm-hmm. for a walk. Do some yard work. Catch up on chores. I've got my quarantine to-do list, as I as I call it. Because I think the other oh, thing, I guess work. that's what all the people do, <laughs> is I, uh, you got dog hair, as I said, yeah. I said, fuck yard work. Oh, yeah, well, you don't know what that is. But for some people, it feels good to accomplish something like that, Stephen. Jeez. But I know I get a little mentally exhausted in times like this, you know, and at the end of the day, sometimes all you want to do is just go home and crash. But sometimes the best Mm -hmm. thing you can do is, like I said earlier, is just go through the actions. But sometimes I don't even know what the actions are or, you know, to help with them instead of going there and sitting on the couch and just getting on social media and, going into mental anguish of all the negativity, right? It's like, I should go sweep the garage or I should go rake a yard or I can go paint that wall in the room that we've been trying to paint, right? So it's like create a list of things that you've been wanting to do and just brain dump it all onto this list. Just get everything onto a list in your phone, notes section of your phone if you want to put it on a fridge with a magnet, right? And when you feel like you need to do something or you're negative, uh, you're in a bad spot and you just need to, but you don't even know what to do to feel constructive, go to the list. And just pick something off the list and do it. So write the list when you're in a good spot. Add to the list when you're in a good spot. If you think of something, just put it on there. Because then you'll have a thing. Uh, there will always be something to kind of go to, to feel constructive, and to accomplish something, and get your mind off of whatever it is you're feeling negative about, I'd say, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, cool. I think that's solid advice, except the yard work. Leave the yard work with somebody else. Um, <laughs> I hate you that would. stuff. Yep. Oh, but uh, yeah, we should probably sign off. We've <laughs> been talking for about fifty minutes, give or take. Um, yeah. Oh, I did a funny. I did a funny. I don't even think you've listened to it yet. At the end of uh, the podcast that we published today, in light of what's going on, I normally play Andy Grammer, um, "Good to Be Alive," the song. Yeah. So. The song at the end of the podcast that went live today was R.E.M. It's the end of the world as we know it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It starts with an earthquake. I had fun with it. Made me laugh. Oh, my gosh. Good. Glad you're laughing. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, um, for everybody that's listening, thank you for listening to us. We hope we gave you a little light relief from the stresses of what's going on and, you know, if you like this, rate it, review it, share it. We sure appreciate you guys listening. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Turn world serves its own needs. Dummy serve your own needs. Beat it up and not speak. Grunt no strength. So